Fresh out of the oven, it is Cinema Bombs. I am Sleazy E, back again. You can't get rid of me. Joined by my co-host. And I'm Wiggly Way. And this is Cinema Bombs, a podcast where we watch through every single movie and popular film franchises one each week to track how the storytelling changes over time. And today, we are ranking... All of the movies in our Webhead Summer Spider-Man series across the years. Yes, that's right. We watched every single movie with a Spider-Man in it. <laughs> You're welcome. Except for the one that sounded really cool, Spider-Man Curse of the Dragon, which I still think I may eventually go back and watch, but I have not yet. Wade, how do you feel having gotten to the end of this Webhead Summer? Wow, wow, wow. Some people said it would never happen. And by some people, I mean me to myself every time I sat down to watch one of these things. Yeah. Is it too much? Is it too much Spider-Man? I think it was really good. I think it built to a really fun conclusion. This is tied for our longest series with X-Men. Wow. I think the quality bar is much higher for these movies than they are for X-Men. I mean, honestly, we'll get to our ranking in a little bit, but like, The majority of these movies, I rated a 7 out of 10, which made it a little hard to rank them because I'm just like, most of these I just like, you know, they're fun to watch. It was kind of a weird summer for other reasons, too, but it does feel like it's been 12 years of watching these for sure. How do you feel, Emmett? Wild, 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 wild. Yeah, I I, it feel it's it's so it's so sporadic. I like chunks of it, you know. And Mm -hmm. the last chunk of it is the part that I've been like the least interested in. Although I did really like No Way Home. So I don't know. Hmm. Maybe it's heading into a new a new phase now. Before we talk about that, where we where it might go, let's talk about the friends we've met along the way. So let's do our rankings of our favorite versions of all of these characters across the different series. We have got, uh, first of all, the FOS, the friend of Spider-Man. We have Larry Anderson as Dave. We have James Franco as Harry Osborn. We have Dane DeHaan as Harry Osborn. And we have Jacob Batalon as Ned Leeds. Who is Dave? Dave is his college buddy in the 70s movie. Oh, okay. Who's wearing the Captain America t-shirt. Maybe it is just Captain America in that world. Just wears a Captain America t-shirt. I can believe it after. <laughs> also, I forgot to mention this on our No Way Home episode, but it is dope that just for a briefest of moments, Daredevil is in that movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot to say that, but that was one thing that I really loved about that movie. Okay, who's your favorite out of those four, though, that we just named? Okay, first of all, I think it's a little bit telling that Andrew Garfield doesn't get a friend Mm. like the other two do. You know, I feel like maybe some of his issues would be put into perspective if he had a best friend, which he really doesn't. But my favorite of these is easily Ned. I think Mm -hmm. he's really funny. Yeah. I think he's maybe underappreciated in terms of his comedic chops, but he also is like genuinely a good friend. He's the guy in the chair that he gets superpowers at the end, which is pretty crazy. And presumably he remembers that. He just doesn't remember Spider-Man's true identity. But maybe we will see him in some sort of magic context in the future. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder about him and him and MJ just being like on the Statue of Liberty, crying, being like, wait, how did we get here? Guess we're going to walk home now. 
Well, I think they remember they were there with Spider-Man. They just don't remember that they knew who he was or that Peter Parker exists. I don't know. That See, that's all a little fuzzy to me still. Yeah, yeah. But uh, who was your favorite friend of Spider-Man? I'm, a- I'm going to go with old James Franco's Harry Osborn. Mm-hmm. I think especially in the first two movies, he is really good. And I like what he's doing in the parts of the third movie where he's not the Green Goblin. Or like the part where he has the whole amnesia side quest. Like, I love that yes, for him. That stuff is so good. It's just so strange. And I, I love him. And I think he's really good. I think his, And I think he's... He's very compelling, and I think those Sam Raimi ones, like as we talked about, then were so like so tight and like about that like very small group of friends and family. And I really like his relationship mm-hmm. to Spider Man. And I think in those movies, he's the he's the leading man, putting in the better performance in those films. You know that also. Mm. Uh, what about your favorite Aunt May, Emmett? Oh. We've got her portrayed by Judy Tyler in the '70s version, Rosemary Harris. Uh, in the Raimi films, Sally Field, in the web films, Marissa Tomei in the MCU, and Lily Tomlin in Spider-Verse. It simply must go to Marissa Tomei, especially in No Way Home. How about you? I love Marissa Tomei, but I think I would give it to Sally Field. Whoa. I love Sally Field. I think she's a really good part of those amazing movies. She has good chemistry with Andrew Garfield. I don't know. I think Marissa Tomei is not the first time they tried to do a hot Aunt May. That's mm. my. That's all I'll say about that. Mm. Wait, who is your favorite love interests out of all of these movies? We've got Lisa Eilbacher as Judy Tyler from the 1970s. We've got Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane um, in the Sam Raimi's. We've got Bryce Dallas Howard as Gwen Stacy from the Sam Raimi's. We've got Emma Stone also playing Gwen Stacy in the Andrew Garfield ones. We've got Laura Harrier playing Liz in who's 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 Liz? Homecoming. That's uh, Michael Keaton's daughter in Homecoming. Oh, okay. Michael Keaton's daughter in Homecoming. Haley Steinfeld, Gwen Stacy in Spider Verse. Spider Verse, and of course Zendaya in these most recent Tom Holland ones as MJ. Mm. Wade, your favorite. This is really hard because I have love for all of these, except Bryce Dallas Howard as Gwen <laughs> Stacy. No offense. For real. <laughs> I love Bryce Dallas Howard, um, not as Gwen Stacy. This is a big part of why I love these movies, you know, is because there is that romance aspect that I think yeah. is missing from a lot of superhero stuff. You know, my heart says Zendaya, but my heart also says Emma Stone. So mm. it's a tough battle. I would give it to Zendaya, though. I I love her performance in those movies. I think she brings a really offbeat energy, especially when she first shows up. I love how their relationship progresses and how deep they get from how far apart they start, you know? Yeah. What about you, Emmett, your favorite Spider-Man love interest? I also love Zendaya as MJ. I think that's incredible. Kirsten Dunst, shout out, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But truly, I think it's Gwen Stacy as uh, Spider-Girl from Spider-Verse. Oh, okay. Yeah. I yeah. think she's the coolest, and I'm excited to see where that goes in the next movie. She is so cool. Such a good vocal performance, too. Yeah. Okay, our most stacked category. This is favorite Spider-Man 
villain. <laughs> we start off with the peak, of course, with Thayer David playing Edward Byron, the evil guru. You can just stop there because if I, <laughs> why say the rest when you said the best? <laughs> Willem Dafoe's Green Goblin. Alfred Molina as Dalek Ock. James Franco as the new goblin. Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman. Topher Grace as Eddie Brock. I'm not even halfway through the list. Riza Fon as the Lizard. Jamie Foxx as Electro. Dane DeHaan as Green Goblin. Paul Giamatti as the Rhino. Woo! Michael Keaton as Vulture. Hey, remember when Vulture and Scorpion show up in the post-credits of Homecoming and are like, we should team up? You think they're ever going to remember that? I don't think so. I'd forgotten it. Liev Schreiber as Kingpin. My favorite actor. Mahershala Ali as the Prowler. And Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. And then who is the best of the worst? Just look at how many of those actors are like seriously great actors. You know, just mm-hmm. like if you if you read that, if you read most of the names on that list and were like these people, this was the like up for the Oscar for best leading role, you know. You yeah. wouldn't be hugely surprised, you know, to see Mahershala Ali, Jake Gyllenhaal, Michael Keaton, you know, Willem Dafoe mm-hmm. up there. Like, that's crazy. They put the best actors in all of these movies in the villains because that's where you want, like, somebody to really, you know, throw it down. Yeah. Everyone except Thomas Hayden Church as Sandman. Yeah. Basically everyone. <laughs> well, you know, him and Topher Grace uh, and the lizard guy, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weak spot in the middle. Topher Grace is great in Black Klansman, though. He's given a real performance. Okay. okay. At one That's, point, at least. At one point. I don't know. I don't know. I really do. I think I'm going to have to go with Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin, especially with his return mm. in No Way Home. How about you? Absolutely. I agree with Willem Dafoe. I would say maybe this is recency bias, but I would maybe say Jake Gyllenhaal as Mysterio. Interesting. I love his costume. I love the twist the movie does with him. Mm-mm. I think that he's just like such a compelling screen presence and like gets to be heroic relating to Spider-Man, gets to be like manic tech bro, and also gets to be like really haunting and scary with a gun at the very end of that movie and as he's yeah. dying and and is maybe, I'd really have to think about this, but maybe the only one that like does sort of best Spider-Man with, mm. you know, revealing his identity. Even even though Spider-Man bests him, he still yeah. sort of wins the long con in that movie. So That's true. And now I guess the big question, Emmett, Uh-oh. your favorite Spider-Man. We've got Nicholas Hammond, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland. The big live action four, as they call them. And from Spider-Verse, Shamik Moore as Miles Morales and Chris Pine and Jake Johnson as different Peter Parkers. Who is your favorite Spider-Man? I'm going to go with Shamik Moore as Miles Morales. I think that was like the most inventive and exciting of all of these, I think. I really enjoyed his character and I feel like it's the one that gets like the high school thing right the most, you know, even more so than the Tom Holland. I mean, like, you know, with Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, like they, you don't even believe that they are the age that he's supposed to be. Yeah, I feel like it's just 
a really good, great, like, coming-of-age story. He's great in it. Hmm. Uh, who would you say? I mean, I love Miles Morales, too. He's maybe my favorite character, just mm-hmm. Marvel character. I think I would give it to Tom Holland out of... Because he does an incredible job and out of respect that he's done it six times and even yeah, watching them true. all back to back. It doesn't really feel old. It doesn't feel like he's repeating or going through the motions. But I really love Nicholas Hammond's version too, rewatching it. I want to say Andrew Garfield, the like Spider-Man stuff when he's in the costume in Amazing Spider-Man 2 specifically. Mm-hmm. I think that stuff is like perfect depiction of Spider-Man. So yeah. good. People are coming back around to him, but I still think he's a little underrated. Nice. Have you prepared a ranking of these movies, Emmett? No, I'm just going to try and freehand this off the dome. Okay, I have mine written if you want me to. uh... You read yours and then I'll be able to rank them. Okay, I'm not going to rank the crossover movies in this list. Just personally for me, it feels weird to be like Captain America 3 is the eighth best Spider-Man movie or whatever. Yeah. But to rank those three, I would go number three, Endgame, number two, Infinity War, number one, Civil War. Okay. I generally sort of think Infinity War is better, but I've had a really rewarding viewing of Civil War this last time. And I feel like it's, even though it is so long and morose, it is like a little bit better paced than Infinity War, which drops in the middle act a little bit. Yeah. In my opinion. Okay. Number 10, The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Okay. Number nine, Spider-Man 2002. Again, as I said before, I like a lot of these movies. So even though that sounds so low, this is pretty close to the same rating as I gave all the movies that are going to follow it. So this is just one where I love some stuff and I hate some stuff. I think it's the best Raimi directing. I love Willem Dafoe. I think Toby is so bad. I think the Uncle Ben stuff is so bad. I think the screenplay is distracted at best. So... Number eight, Spider-Man 1977. Pretty good. I would recommend it <laughs> maybe to any other weirdos. Don't expect a Spider-Man movie, but like it's pretty good and fun. Once again, it's projected on a wall at a party and <laughs> just see what happens. Number seven, Spider-Man 3. Number six, The Amazing Spider-Man. I think genuinely a pretty good movie, that first Garfield movie. Five is Far From Home, and then the top four I all really love. I went back and forth on this a lot, but I think I'm going to go number four, No Way Home. Number three, Spider-Man 2. Number two, Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm -hmm. And number one, Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay. I love Homecoming so much. I think it's incredible. Spider-Man 2 and No Way Home, both like really well done movies. Spider-Verse is just the best. And I, I let's not even being like, oh, the animated one is the best actually. Like they pioneered whole new methods of animation for it. And it captures like the energy yeah. and the comedy and the action and everything. It's great. That's my ranking. Emmett, what is yours? So here's my here's my ranking. Here's my ranking. And this is this is for real. This is pretty much what it is. Spider-Man 1977 at the bottom. Far From Home, next up. Original Spider-Man 2, next up after that. Andrew Garfield, Spider-Man number two is after that. I think in like sixth place or seventh place. Number seven. At number six, we have Homecoming. At number five, we have No Way Home, which I think is super good. 
At number four, we've got the first Andrew Garfield one, which I love. At number three, we have the original Spider-Man. At number two, we have Into the Spider-Verse, which I think is incredible. I think it's the best one, honestly. But I am actually contractually obliged to say my five-star number one, (laughs) top of the tops rating, has to go to the piece of cinematic art that is Spider-Man 3 dig on that <laughs> um, <Wow>. wait <laughs> what would you like to see from the spider-man movies oh, in the God. future okay well more dancing i guess <laughs> we'd both like to see that um look what do i want to see we can't keep doing this forever you know we can't keep doing tom holland forever right they've got a good ending point so if they got to come back it's got to be to do something different I think one or two more Toms, two might be pushing it. Uh I think we'll also probably see him in the Avengers and the Kang Secret War thing they're doing in 2025. So what would I think? Maybe he goes to college. Maybe he's with Black Cat. A little bit of a sexy grown-up relationship in college for him before eventually coming back around to Zendaya. But I don't, it's just such a weird thing. Like, do you have them get their memory back or do they like start a new relationship and they don't remember? Like that's a really hard moral narrative storytelling thing to figure out. So I don't totally know what they do about that, but yeah, give him another one. Bring Watts back if he wants it. If he doesn't, I think tick, tick boom with Andrew Garfield was another great New York struggling teenager sort of movie recently so maybe get lin-manuel miranda in to direct spider-man 4 just tossing that out there um the venom symbiote they tease at the end of no way home i feel like it's played out i don't totally know what we haven't seen yet you know what I would love to see is Craven the Hunter, but I think they're doing like a solo Venom style movie without Spider-Man with him. So I don't know who else they've got who hasn't really been done on screen before. Maybe like Chameleon. I really don't know. Also, I wouldn't necessarily be shocked if we're just making wild predictions. Wouldn't necessarily be shocked if Tom Holland's Spider-Man bites the dust in one of those Avengers movies. Really? I don't necessarily know, but I feel like he's not going to want to keep playing it forever. And I also feel like how many characters do you have at this point who can bring the gravitas of a Tony Stark dying, you know? True, true. Or a Black Widow dying. Like maybe Doctor Strange, I could see being another one at that point. Also, what a downer of a series if all of your characters eventually get killed (laughs) off. You know, like... yeah. Damn. Well, Secret Wars is generally sort of like a universe reset. So I could see him dying and then them having a different Spider-Man. Or I could also see, sorry, I know I'm rambling here. I could also see instead of him having a mentor Uh in this next one, Uh him being a mentor to a young Miles Morales. That could be cool. That could be really cool. We know he's out there. Donald Glover said he has nephews here in Queens or in Brooklyn. He says, I got nephews in Brooklyn. So we know Miles is somewhere. I think it could be time to bring him into the fold. That's true. What about you, Emmett? More Tom Holland? You want to see that Venom symbiote infect him? I I don't. 
I want the next phase of the MCU to be a full-on classic X-Men versus Avengers throwdown. And Spider-Man playing both sides of that, like kind of like being a double agent somewhere in there, that's what I want to see. I think Disney has messed around long enough. They've teased it. They've like really screwed around with our emotions at this point. Those of us who are diehard <laughs> X-Men fans. Seriously. Seriously. Consider yeah. consider what was done on WandaVision and what was done on Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And tell me mm-hmm. that they're not just toying with people at this point, you know? When are they going to yeah. bring them in? When are they going to Come on. Come on. Okay, well, let me say spoilers for Ms. Marvel here. So skip uh-huh. ahead 30 seconds if you haven't seen Ms. Marvel. In Ms. Marvel, I'm not going to say which character it is, but in Ms. Marvel, they say that a character is a mutant for the first time in the MCU. Uh, and not someone who is a mutant or an X-Men in the comics. Okay. Yeah, but there's a moment where they're like, there's something, we analyzed your blood. There's some sort of mutation, something new. And they play the little X-Men music. Wow. So they're getting there, but I do agree that they are mostly messing with us on their way to getting there. (laughs) Well, my dear listeners, we will not mess with you on the way to getting there. We are going to come right out and tell you right here, Right now, Hugh, our next series is all about love him or hate him. He's a flashy director <laughs> from Dan Under. It's Bears Lemon. It's Bears. <laughs> We're doing Bears. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be a wild time. Is he from Australia? Who knows? Tune in <laughs> next week when Wade sets the record straight and I crack wise some more. Until then, <laughs> dear listeners. Oh, wait. Should we tell them what movies that includes? Or are we just going to leave them? Yeah, I was just trying to that. think if I could do them all off the top of my head. Baz Luhrmann is Baz like jazz. I wasn't totally sure. I learned that recently. Old Bazzy boy. He's done Strictly Ballroom. Romeo plus Juliet, Moulin Rouge, Australia, The Great Gatsby, and Elvis this year. Pretty wild. Which of which of those have you seen and or not seen before we start this series? Huh? I've seen Moulin Rouge and Australia many times and Romeo plus Juliet many a time. Mm. Never seen Great Gatsby, never seen Elvis, never seen Strictly Ballroom. So it's like pretty much an even split, I guess. How about you? I have seen all of them except for Strictly Ballroom, except for Australia. And I truly cannot believe that after knowing I'm in for a decade, I'm watching Australia (laughs) somehow ended up here. Um, Yeah, I'm thrilled about it. Thrilled to be doing, you know, in a tour whatever i now immediately regret saying that but thrilled to not be doing a big franchise again to be doing a director and he's a director but he's also very fun he's like a yes fun wild these movies are like explosions of something you know it's wild okay so we will see you guys when that starts be excited for that and check out our instagram for bumtober Um, voting every single day 
Yes. To pick what series we will be doing in the future. Look, you submitted them. Now we are picking them. Get ready. It's bummed over. Yes. And that's all today on Cinema Bumps. <laughs> Thank you so much. I think that's quite enough. <laughs> and stay frosted. <laughs> Cinema Bums is a production of DKG Podcasts. It is created and produced by Wade Lawrence Holloman and me, Emmett Temple. Wade also edits and mixes the podcast. Our theme music is by Zane Holloman, who you can find on Bandcamp, and our show art is by Autumn Beckner. Our social media is managed by Laura Bennett. If you like what you hear, please tell all your friends and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, the two best ways to spread the word about our work. You can also follow us on Instagram at cinemabums or email us at cinemabumspod at gmail.com. Don't flake on us. We'll be back next week. <laughs>